Take your Bible, let's go to Romans chapter 12 as we finish up this chapter this morning. We begin reading in verse number 9 and down through verse number 21. My goodness, there's so much in this 12th chapter. Uh, You could stay here for a long, long, long time. But we come this morning to this time where Paul begins to deal not with uh, so much how we belong to the church but how we are the church and so we begin in Romans 12 we begin in verse 9 and read down through verse number 21 you follow along as I read because this now is the word of our great God Paul says let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in brotherly love Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind together toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The year was 1970. The Beatles were all the rage across America. Ringo was at the drums, and they had taken the world by storm. They kicked Elvis off the top of the pop chart, and they were on their way. And Paul McCartney wrote a song, and it almost caused the Beatles group to break up. Some of the guys would not sing the song, and yet it became one of the most popular and brought the Beatles back together. Paul McCartney wrote these words, When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be, let it be, let it be. In an hour filled with darkness, let it be, let it be. Most people thought he was writing a song out of his childhood religion saying, Mother Mary came to me. But the Beatles had nothing to do with religion. They were atheistic within their soul and mostly within their songs. This had nothing to do with Catholicism and Mother Mary. This had to do with the death of Paul McCartney's own mother, whose name was Mary. He said when it got dark, he could hear a mother saying, just let it be. Let it be. When I got in trouble, times that were very difficult, 
I could hear my mother speaking. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Hey, church, we go through ups, we go through downs, we go through good, we go through wicked. You heard that in this last song that we were uh, privileged to hear the choir singing this morning. Well, let me tell you, don't let it be, but be the church. No matter the scenario, be the church. Be the church. Be the church. That's what Paul is saying in this text today. Be God's people. I want to give you eight exhortations out of this text. Wrap it up with four or five maybe uh, calls to commitment. Give an invitation. I've met several today. told me we've been visiting. We've been visiting. Well, today be your day to come be a part of the church. Put your heart and life in this family today. If you've never been saved, come give your heart and life uh, to Christ this day. What is it Paul is saying to the church? No matter what, be the church. How should you be the church? I want to give you eight exhortations out of this text. I could find 40, but let me just give you eight that we find in this text. Are you ready? Say amen. Here we go. Number one, be consistent. It's in verse number nine. Notice what he said. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Don't be a hypocrite. The word hypocrite uh, speaks of wearing a mask, of pretending to be something when you're not. Spurgeon said, hypocrites cry to God in need and forsake him in prosperity. Yes, indeed, when we have a need, we cry out to God. But when prosperity comes, we'll sometimes forgive him. Notice what he said in verse number 9. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. That that is evil and wicked, no. That that is good, yes. Don't be a hypocrite. Be the same guy out there you are in here. Be the same lady walking the street and going to work and taking care of your kids as you are when you sit in the pew today. Be consistent in your lifestyle. Let the church say Amen. Let it be. Be the church. Number one, be consistent. Number two, verse number 10 says be compassionate. Be compassionate. Notice verse number 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. That word brotherly love, of course, you know the root of that word. It's the word philios. It's where we get the word Philadelphia. Makes me think of the Phillies and baseballs just around the corner. Catchers and pitchers started the other day and got going. And before long, the Wahoos will be there. And I'll be sitting in my seat. And some of you will be there. And uh, baseball gets started. We think of Philadelphia and the Phillies. Well, let me tell you, that's the city of brotherly love that's our word right here be devoted to one another in philios brotherly love give preference to one another in honor you'll be compassionate if you're going to be the church you got to love folks around you amen. i'm gonna beg you say amen this morning all right i'm just telling you i, I i'm calling you to help the preacher today I, i'm telling you be compassionate that's how the church is 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse number 1 says, Now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan, look at this text, the soul of Jonathan was knit, was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as himself. They were not brothers in the flesh, they were brothers in the spirit and Jonathan's soul was interwoven, was knitted together with him. My mother never was one to knit. My grandmother was not one to knit, but I 
have known ladies that came to church and they would knit while I preached. Never seen them do it here, but in country churches sometimes they would knit while I'd preach. And I often wonder how in the world can they do it? That, am I that boring? I, I don't know. But they were just always doing something and making those stitches run together when we travel. My wife puts some things together like that and uh, she keeps her hands busy and you weave those. Let me tell you, when, when God brings us together as a body, we're to be compassionate, woven with each other. Our hearts knit one to another like thread upon thread and put together just in the right way. Be consistent, be compassionate. Verse number 11 says be combustible, be combustible. Notice verse 11, not lagging behind in diligence, but fervent, there's our word, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. That word fervent, of course, is, is fire. Don't be lukewarm. We got too many lukewarm churches. We got too many lukewarm church members. That's where you say the word. I'm going to beg you, do you say it this morning? All right, I'm just telling you. In Revelation 3, verses 15 and 16, when the writer is speaking, Jesus, of course, is the speaker, and John is the writer. He said, I know your deeds, that you're not cold or hot. I wish you were cold or hot, but because you are, say that word, lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Listen to me. Nothing is as cold as a heart that loves only itself. Nothing is as cold as a heart that loves only itself. We must be people that are combustible. I mean on fire with the love of God. Filled with the Spirit of God. And a fire raging within. Cool out there today, you could stand a little fire, couldn't you? Yeah. Some wood in the box. I'm telling you, there are churches that get cold and indifferent, lukewarm. You couldn't move them off dead center with dynamite. Good for nothing, doing nothing, except just sitting soap and sour. Friend, if we're going to be the church, there must be a fire ignited within us. Combustible, he says. In this text in verse 11, don't lag back in not being diligent, but be fervent and serve God. Get up and do something in the name of Jesus. Number four, we must be courageous. Courageous, notice verse number 12. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to to prayer rejoice persevere pray in tribulation that word tribulation is an interesting word in the Greek New Testament every time you find that word tribulation you'll find that that it means to squeeze together tribulation comes and it squeezes you it comes from every side, top, bottom, right, left, front, back. And this world is trying to squeeze you into its mold. But the Word of God tells you, be courageous, break out, rejoice, persevere. And even in that squeezing, be Christ. Well, last Sunday was Super Bowl. They say that more people watch the Super Bowl this year than in the history 
of its broadcast and more women than ever watched the Super Bowl last Sunday. Why? Well, you know why. They were swift to the channel. <laughs> yes. Brock Pretty. Oh, I fell for that old boy. I was pulling for him. Standing for Christ. Every time they interviewed the quarterback of the Niners, he's speaking up for Jesus. You notice that even when he lost, he kept speaking up for Jesus. That's the way you do it. When this old world squeezes you and you don't have a lot to be grateful for. Well, anybody can be grateful when you get the trophy and the big check. When you're not the MVP and you don't get the big trophy and you get the small check, he's still standing for Christ. Been a lot of cussing and carrying on about the ads and uh, all of that. Of course, there's the Jesus ad that was uh, on there. And the He Gets Us group that uh, has bad theology in a lot of ways. And yet they just they brought foot washing to the Super Bowl. I never heard so many preachers cursing, foot washing in all my life. Well, they're using Jesus' name. I kind of like that. And you know, some old boy sitting at home that really didn't know much about the New Testament, that may have pricked his heart a little. Oh, I wouldn't join up with them the way they do all their theology, but I kind of like the foot washing. I, I like that they were, uh, what was my fourth point? Courageous. Yeah, courageous. When all the world trying to squeeze us into its mouth, they, they were trying to be courageous. Thank God for people that step out and step up. Be courageous. Number five, verse 13 says you should be contributing. Contributing. Verse 13, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. When you see the needs, you contribute, you, you help with that. When people need help, you help with hospitality. Thank you for giving this year. My goodness. I, I come up here on Tuesday night a lot. As a matter of fact, I want you to pray this Tuesday night. The, the college folks have outgrown the building over there. We had them in three spaces last Tuesday night. In the main building, overflow number one and overflow number two. And we're going to take them into Passmore Hall, but they've already got more than they can hold in Passmore Hall. So we're going to bring them in here Tuesday night. And they're going to put up screens in the back. We're just going to use the front end uh, of the building. And most Tuesday nights I come, I don't stay for the whole business. I just come say hello to kids and all of that. Then I walk around the, the campus. And last Tuesday when I was here, all those kids were out there. Then I came over uh, to Most Excellent Way, uh, drug and alcohol rehab and encouragement out of 1 Corinthians, the most excellent way, a more excellent way uh, is that of love. And I walked through there and all of those folks were getting help. And then I drove around. I came back to the Health and Hope Clinic. I counted over 60 cars at the clinic on Tuesday night. 
I don't know if they was giving away free stuff or what they was doing, but I'm just telling you, they, there is people everywhere out there, and the ministry's going on. I drove by, and of course, there was nobody at the kids' place because it was closed up after they finished up. They're there uh, from early till late in the afternoon. And I just drove around thanking God for you. How do we do all that? We do that because you contribute, because you give. Oh, we do this in here and all the class and all that stuff. But out on the corner, we're meeting the needs of the homeless. They come by their five, six days a week. And we're feeding and clothing and helping and, and paying a light bill. How do we do You give that we contribute to the needs. And you're hospitable. And then those folks that can't afford health care, and they come by. And, and we're in conjunction with Health and Hope Clinic and, and building that building. And then how do we? And then this year, I can't believe it. I cannot believe what you've done this year in contribution. You're a million dollars over the budget, plus you gave another million to pay that. You're two million dollars over the budget. Now, don't mess up. You got two months to go. The budget ends on Easter uh, Sunday, and you've given and given and get. I'm just been amazed at the way that you've been giving through this year to help all of those ministries go and do the work of meeting. Verse 13, the needs and being hospitable to those that are in difficulty. Praise the Lord. I bless you and encourage you. But you, you know, I'm, in, I'm bragging on you, but you know, you're just really doing what you're supposed to do. Okay? So don't get puffed up. God will pop your balloon right quick, okay? Uh, I'll get to that in verse number, in the eighth point. Uh, no place for pride. But thank God that you're contributing. Then number next, which is number six, is in verse 14. And, and that is after you're consistent and compassionate and combustible and courageous and contributing, you should be Christ-like, Christ-like. Notice in verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Anybody after you? Bless and do not curse. Those that persecute you, don't curse them back. Those that persecute you, don't persecute them. So find the text, beginning in verse 17. Once you look up on the screen, I want you to read out loud, real slow, verses 17 through 21. All right, look at this. Are you ready? Say ready. All right, here we go. Let, let's read it. And this is how Jesus would do it. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone, period. Whoop, whoop, just stop right there. I didn't write this. I'm just reading it with you. This is the unadulterated, inerrant, infallible word of the living God. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone go respect what is right in the sight of all men if possible so far as it depends on you be at peace with all men whoa 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 if possible best you can do 
Is this the Jesus way or what? Yeah, this is this the way Jesus does life? Yeah, be at peace with all men. All right, verse 19. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. Whoa, 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 come on right there. Leave room for God's wrath. See, when you try to do it, you, you kick God out the room. Oh, my. The wrath of God. Have you read about it in this book? He can burn more in a moment than you can burn in a lifetime. Okay, go. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Whew. I kind of wish Paul had left those verses out, don't you? Wow. My, 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 my. Verse 20 was my mother's favorite verse in the New Testament. She quoted this to me all the time. They do you wrong, do them right, and it'll put coals of fire on their head. Hmm. Now there is an interpretation of this that speaks about the coals of fire in a couple of places that means the presence of God. But in my study Bible, down here at the bottom, Mr. Ryrie says, burning coals means the burning pangs of shame and guilt may lead your enemy to repentance. That God would heap on you through your kindness when they would expect you to respond in like kind, you respond in the Jesus way, and those coals of fire would maybe lead him in burning conviction to repentance. Whew. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Number seven, <laughs> be considerate, verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be considerate of people around you. Those that are rejoicing, people getting married, amen. Those that have a baby, amen. Those that got a raise, amen. Those that got an increase. In responsibility, a promotion. Amen. Rejoice. Don't sit back and say, they don't deserve that. I wish I'd have got it. <laughs> That's not the Jesus way. No. Rejoice. Weep. When death comes, you weep with them. They lose their job, you weep with them. Illness comes, you weep with them. Lose their job, you weep with them. You are considerate of others. 
this Thursday night in our deacons meeting, our chairman, Brother Huey, told us an illustration of being at a particular restaurant while he was walking. He walks everywhere. He's walked around the world twice. That's how far he's run, really, around the world. And all of his life, he keeps up with all that. That's what I think when somebody says run around the world. I guarantee you. Amen. He said he was running by a place the other day and there was a lady on a walker helping a man in a wheelchair get into the restaurant. <laughs> he said the Spirit of God convicted him to go help. I thought, you don't even need the Holy Ghost to convict you to go help them. All right? I thought, why do you even need God to nudge you about that? So he went and tried to help this lady on a walker pushing this man in a wheelchair. And he, he got him in. I thought, well, that's the way a deacon's supposed to do. You don't brag on somebody. Just, I mean, the world would do that, wouldn't he? Yeah. He went back and started walking. He got halfway home. And he said, the Spirit of God said, go buy their dinner. Now the Holy Ghost is at work. All right? And he had to go back and take the money and Try to buy the dinner. That money came back to him. Somebody gave him the card back, and he got the money back. Doesn't work that way every time, but God rewards those in a way that needs rewarding. Just be considerate of other people. When they rejoice, rejoice. When they're weeping, weep. Be Jesus in this world. Let it be, let it be, let it be that we are the church. Be consistent, be compassionate. Be combustible, be courageous, be contributing, be Christ-like, be considerate. And number eight, the eighth exhortation is to be contrite. Contrite. Notice verse 16. Be of the same mind together toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. These young people are going to come in this room in the next service. I remember those days when in our youth meetings, we'd have days when they'd pick a young man to be the pastor for the day. And sometimes a preacher would ask me to do that. You give the announcements and sometimes he lets you preach. Oh, God was working in then the Lord put his hand on me and said, I'm calling you to preach the gospel. Hmm. The first passage that God ever put in my soul, not to preach, but to live as a preacher. And I've had it marked in my Bible all these years. I don't always live down to this. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, it begins, you younger men, I was 17, this passage is a little different to me now, you younger men likewise, like what? Well, like those elders he's just talked about, be subject to your elders, learn. 
And all of you, you younger guys, clothe yourself with humility toward one another for God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your care, the King James used to say, all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. In the Greek, that passage means don't be too big for your own britches. That's what that means. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that if he wants to in due time be raised up, doesn't mean he will, but if you will humble yourself, God in due time will put you where you need be. Be contrite. And oh, Olive Church, We must learn to be contrite. When you get on Davis Highway and drive and you go south, there is a medical facility called the Woodlands on the left. Some of you have been there. I have a doctor that I visited there. The first time I ever went there years ago, I met this new doctor. I shall never forget it. I said, Doc, and I called him by name. I said, this is a marvelous building. How do you like it? And I've never forgotten what that doctor said to me. He's not a Christian. A kind man. Of a different faith. He said, oh, preacher, we really like it. It's almost as large as your building. What do you say to that? Well, I know. <laughs> or do you fake humility and, you know, you give it that, well, God's been good to us. I didn't know what to say. But I tell you this. What that said to me is this old world's watching us on this corner. I went to another doctor this week. This is my two-week go-to-the-doctor time. He's in a new office. He's in the office where my eye doctor used to be and did surgery on both my eyes. Now I went in there to the heart doctor. He's in a new place. Uh, he walks in, I call him by name. He said, I see you every day, preacher. I said, you do? He said, I drive by that sign, that big new sign. They got your picture splashed all over the corner out there. You're just a preacher. Every sign. He said, I see you every day. They're watching. They're watching. So church, Let's be the church. Amen. Anybody in? Bless God. Let's, let's be the church. If, if, they, if they're watching, they want us to be the church. They want us to live up to what we say we believe. So when trouble time comes, hmm, 
Let it be. The hour of darkness. Let the church be the church. Oh, let the church be the church. Ron Dunn, pastor of the MacArthur Boulevard Church in Irving, Texas. He died way too young. Ron was a dynamic preacher of the gospel. I've never gotten over this quote from Ron Dunn. I want you to listen to it. I wish I'd have put it up on the screen, but I didn't give it to him. Ron Dunn said, he died right in the middle of his strongest hour of preaching. If our reputation or our comfort is not in the Lord, then we will be shaken when we are treated unfairly. Hear it one more time. If our reputation or comfort is not in the Lord, that is, if you have a reputation or your comfort is in yourself or in what you got, if your reputation or comfort's not in the Lord, you will be shaken when you're treated unfairly. But if that reputation or comfort is in God, I'm telling you, all hell can't shake your life. Because his foundation is firm. His strength is almighty. He's a God of all gods. He's the builder of the church. Make sure your comfort and your reputation is in the Lord. Because you will be treated unfairly. You don't have to live long to have that come. Let's be the church. Let's be the church. What happens? You say, preacher, how, how do we do that? Well, let me give you four or five things. If we're going to be the church, number one, we must believe. We must believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore we can be saved. If you're in this room, if you're on the Warrington campus, uh, if you are listening to me today on some device, a screen outside of this bell. Let me tell you, the only way to be the church is to believe, to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone and believe in Him. Amen. After you believe, you will be saved. When you believe, you'll be saved. Your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There were young people this week in D now that believed and they have been saved. Hallelujah. Believe and be saved. Then thirdly, if you're going to be the church after you believe and you'll be saved, you must belong. Belong. Put, put your life in the church. Say, well, I don't like to join. Well, you need to join. You need to belong. This family needs you and you need this family. This is the church. We need to know who you are, and you need to know who we are. No need looking under the tent to find out if it's perfect. I can tell you now it's not. No, no, this is a bunch of saved sinners. Sinners. 
This is a bunch of saved sinners. Amen. Took you all a while to get to Romans 3, didn't it? God help us. Ah, this is not perfect people. These are redeemed people. You must believe so you can be saved, so you can belong, and fourthly, so you can behave. Amen. Let the church be the church. She's supposed to behave. Do you ever not behave? I've often said, I almost, the Sunday after my mother's funeral, I almost wore blue jeans and tennis shoes to preach in. I told my wife, I said, I've never done that. I, I said, I'm afraid mother would come. <laughs> but she wasn't going to be there. So, um, But I said, first thing, I'll honor her, then maybe later. Oh, I've done that a few times for special occasions, different stuff. But you know, when you don't behave and you got a mother to see after you, it helps you behave, doesn't it? Well, let me tell you, when you go off to college, if you got a mom that put it in you, she doesn't have to be there for you to behave. No. She put rock-solid conviction. He put rock-solid conviction if it's a father. And when the King of kings and Lord of lords puts it in you, then you walk in the spirit of the living God. You behave. You let it be. Be the church. Let the church be the... This world needs the church. We are salt and we are light and we are to be all of Romans 12. It all begins when you believe. So you can be saved. So that you can belong. You will be filled with the Spirit of God. So that one day you will learn to behave and walk according to the things of God.